Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me to talk about the first two episodes of Hawkeye, I have writer of Nubia and the Amazons, Stephanie Williams, author of Surrender Your Sons, Adam Seth, and poet and doctor, Kimberly Ann Southwick. Hi, everyone. Hold on. Hi. Uh, Dr. So, poet. Love it. <laughs> Always got to throw the doctor in there. Um, I love it. No, it's great. So Adam and Stephanie normally are co- normally co-host the Marvel episodes, but uh, today they're here to almost pass the baton over to Kim, who will be hosting the rest of the Hawkeye episodes. Only Kim because... Marvel. Yes. Um, because uh, Steph and Adam are very booked and busy, which is a great reason for them not to be able to. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about the first two episodes that dropped today. So Jesus Christ, thank you all for watching them in one day so we didn't have to try to <laughs> record on Thanksgiving or something. Um, I guess I'll ask everyone, like, um, what was your like reaction after you finished the two episodes? Uh, Adam, you can go first. Um, so I don't mean this in a bad way. This felt like I got major Netflix Marvel vibes off this show. Okay. I don't I know if anybody that. else felt that. Like I, I felt like big time Netflix off of this. Um, maybe it's because it was like all of those ones were set in New York City and they all very much directly were in communication with um, the attack on New York. Um, but I was I was kinda it made me a little nostalgic for uh, you know, season one Jessica Jones, season one Daredevil, um, where it was all like you know, you know, that, that sort of like, you know, low-key fallout New York City kind of gritty, kind of, you know, kind of, kind of, just kind of vaguely, um, vaguely mafioso-ish, like, yeah. like, New York City. Um, and I had a good time. I had a good time. I think we were talking beforehand how I think um, it was a really strong choice to make this sort of like a, a ho-ho-ho holiday kind of show because I don't know if it would have half the charm it has without the, um, the if it was in a neutral setting. So I think it just, it really just kind of takes everything from like a, you know, like from like, you know, an eight to a nine, I think on this. Um, so I had a really good time. I think it was also a really smart move to draw two episodes at once. I feel like uh, Falcon Winter Soldier could have really benefited from that. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, what'd you think? Uh, pleasantly surprised. Um... You know, Hawkeye is just a character I've always been indifferent to, uh, even in the comics. Um, So I had to find myself actually being like, you know what, for a guy who put on a suit and was just, you know, killing folks just for the fuck of it, um, I'm ready to tolerate you for um, another four, what is it, uh, four episodes? Yeah, yeah, four. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) um, it it worked, and I'm happy that it did, uh, because it would really suck to have to talk about this and then hated it. So um, <laughs> right. kudos to Hawkeye, the first two episodes for, um, you know, uh, setting, setting setting enough up for me to want to tune in for three. That's right. Uh, Kim, what'd you think? Yeah, I loved how it was super New York. I loved how it was super Christmas, things that have maybe already been mentioned already. Uh, I like yeah. how it kind of got right to the action. You know, there's there's a little bit of like, oh, here's a little backstory, but like even the backstory is like action packed. It was just fun to watch, maybe because of that. Um, the actress who plays Kate Bishop is the actress who plays Emily Dickinson in Apple Plus's Dickinson, and she's 
my favorite slash that show is like I'm obsessed with it right now. So that was really exciting. Uh, I forgot it was her when I sat down to watch today. So I was like, ooh. Um, And I love how it's okay. You can still watch and enjoy this if you know nothing like me uh, Mm. and or forget so many things. (laughs) I'm like, I really needed that flashback. Thank you. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I was wondering, because I know you love her on Dickinson. I was wondering like how you would feel about her on this versus that. Is it kind of like, I mean, she's pretty charming, right? She's, yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where she's very much the same person, even though she's playing a totally different character. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Kat Dennings does that. Yeah. You know, like, she's just always yeah. Kat Dennings. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like this actress has, it's it's a different thing, but she's got that thing that, that carries across. And I thought that it was just a great casting based on that. Yeah, so I actually, and I'm not sure if it's because, so I had work and I had to eat and then I had to, like, rush while I, like, just finished and then... Hi, I'm recording without my mic today because we had a million issues with me trying to record with my mic. I felt the second episode a little bit like dragged for me. Um, In I found the beginning, I thought so too. Yeah, but like not not too too much. I found her very charming though. Like I'm excited for if Jeremy Renner is like kind of like done after this for her to be our Hawkeye. Like I thought she was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she also felt like. Like, she felt, like, very Young Avengers to me, and that was nice. Like, it was, like, she was charming and light, even when she's, you know, getting, like, the shit kicked out of her, and she is scared when, like, Hawkeye saves her at the end. Like, she was still very, like, lighthearted, and Adam, I know you'll know this, and Kim, too, it, like, lent itself to, like, my Buffy taste of, like, loving that kind of hero. Yeah, she was a real, like, slayerette. Like, she was, like, a right? real potential. Um this was yeah. This was a, this was a strong showing for Miss Haley. Um, I think um, yeah. Like she, she has the right vibe. I think the MCU is getting into this place where like you, you're you as a performer will fit best best into the MCU if you're sort of earnest, but you have this wry sort of yeah. I I float six inches above the story a little bit vibe. Um, you can, you can sort of wink a bit. There's, there's a little bit of a, you know, I'm, I'm a little too cool for what's going on right now. Like you kind of have to call attention to like the silliness sometimes that's really often tapped into, I think ever since, um, I think ever since they figured out how to make Thor work, that's kind of been their go-to, uh, medicine for a lot of these things. So, um, I think it was great. Um, that's really so funny you mentioned making Thor work. I was thinking when they're in that like little convenience store or whatever, and it's like, you know, I don't know, they're carrying up the archery stuff or whatever, and they're just clearly like kind of a little bit out of place. I was thinking of like Thor and he when he's like, you know, new to Earth or whatever. It wasn't of yeah. course exactly that, but that whole like misplaced yeah. person. Thing. I, I don't know. I thought that worked water. that worked well. It did give me that vibe. So that's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, sort of going from the beginning of the show onward, I think I think Ian, you you and um, and stuff too. I know, like we all kind of talked about like how much we really really loved the Wandavision, um, Monica coming back from the blip scene, like that sort of as a cold yeah. open. And I feel like this cold open did this um, really really like really strongly. Like we're gonna, like we're gonna drop you sort of into this chaos moment of something that's familiar. Yeah, I. Yeah, I actually, like, for me, it was, like, I felt bad. Like, you know, it was, like, oh, this, like, very wealthy family. And I feel like 
that building they used as her penthouse was even a building that I worked near when I lived in New York. Um, but I was like, at first it was like, eh, I don't care about this. And then immediately I felt bad for this, you know, like little girl losing her father. And like when the aliens looking right at her and Hawkeye shoots it, I was like, okay, this is a cool moment. And I, yeah, I thought it really worked to also place her in there because I feel like the MCU is a little bit running into this problem, like with Eternals where they had to explain the reason they didn't help with Thanos or like what was like kind of have to like, what was going on when, and you kind of got to do that a lot now. Mm. And I, this, I agree with you, Adam, they did it so well. And it was like a perfect reason for her to take up archery without her, like actually meeting him or like, you know, he, he didn't see her. She just saw him. And that would make sense for, you know, a child seeing Hawkeye. Uh, and I thought that was a really great setup. Yeah. And it gave us the first of many amazing uh, Vera Farmiga wigs. Um, <laughs> this, like, this was, they had, MCU has a wig box. And they're like, go get a wig. And bring out the you, box. It's, it's very like the Simpsons where they go to Knoxville and the World's Fair and there's like a wig in the Sun's Fair. Like, and they all just like pull out these just pom pom wigs. Like, and it just was. <laughs> And it's it's very like um, Hope Van Dyne movie one. Like there's just before they finally just go fuck it, do her real hair. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> so they all start them out on these wigs. Like and then they're like finally like just just Benjamin Lewis hair. Just do the real hair. Yeah. Just. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Steph, I am gonna assume you've read the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run. I have, um, but it's been a, a, a long time, maybe four years ago. So yeah, I had only, I had only read the first trade, like when it came out, which yeah, mm-hmm. was like a long time ago. Um, but I've been rereading, I bought uh, Barnes and Noble, like the thick, it's like the saga of Kate and Kate Bishop and Clint Barton. And it's kind of like his whole run with like yeah. some extras. And I've been reading it and it was so funny because I, I'm about like eh, like halfway through, and there was so much that I saw in these first episodes that were like literally pulled from yeah. that run, right? Uh huh. And and so like that's been the thing too, because even the the opening credits is just all of you can see David yeah. um, David Aja um, yeah. all over that, um, and that's been the whole thing of like, hey, hope he's getting paid for this. But yeah, yeah <laughs> it's um, and I think that's another reason why. I was pleasantly surprised because a lot of times like these movies won't do the thing where they just pull directly from the comics. Cause like, it's, it's already there. It's written. Like you're making this way harder for yourself. Just, you know, cherry pick some things, yeah. you know, build around it and let's see what happens. And because they do that, like it, it works. Yeah. And there's, it could, there's a, there's a way it wouldn't work, but it did work here. I thought. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of liked they switched up some stuff. Like I think like Kate Bishop, when she's like, this is bad at the beginning when the guy finds her with the bell. And that's how like every issue of Hawkeye started with like Clint being like, this is bad. Um, And like the switcheroo with like the dog hurt, like the dog helps her instead of helping Clint. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, it's little tweaks. I I mean, it works. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It it really did. (laughs) And I thought it captured the like vibe of the comic really well too. Right. Um, again, yes. That's why I hope, like, <laughs> again, David Aja and Matt Fraction, all of them are, like, getting some type of uh, residual check or something, because 
they didn't have to do a lot of heavy lifting. And for yeah. a series like this and with a character like Hawkeye, um, that was to their benefit. Yes, because I will say I felt like kind of nothing about him in the comics until I read. Like literally Matt Fraction's run was like what made me be like, oh, do I have a crush on Hawkeye? Like it was like <laughs> he wrote a guy that was like intriguing and a guy that like is cool. And yeah, I just like really liked and and David Aha like drew a version of Hawkeye that was like a hot guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so we get we get the opening, her father dies in the alien attack. Um I I was charmed by that first scene of her wanting to hit the bell, even though I was like, ooh, if someone was in that building, they might have died. <laughs> <laughs> um Jim and Adam, I'm curious like what you two thought, like without having read the comics, like what was did like the vibe do it for you? Um, yeah, I mean, so what words from what helped it click was was weirdly the holiday thing because it it connected yeah. something that I guess maybe never maybe never super gelled with with me with with Jeremy Renner with Hawkeye with any of that was um was he's he uh, he's Bruce Willis he's John McClane he's, he's diehard like it's, yeah. it's kind of that sort of thing where it's like. Oh, he's he's trying to get back to his family for this thing, and they've got this other thing. And um, I will say, like, so, like the vibe, the vibe really, really worked for me. Um, but you know, we'll we'll get to certain certain parts when we get to it. But like, um, Linda Cardellini, I I, I really I, I, does she want to be doing more in the show? Because I feel like. <laughs> Okay, let's, I feel like I was like, oh, great. For, like, I feel like... I, for, let's so talk I, about I that. I love just her so much. And I'm, my husband and I are always just like, man, give this character a name or something. Um, and and then she wasn't even in the city. Like, she was at home, you know, running a dish rag over, over the counter back and forth in space work. And, um, and I, I was like, I was like, oh, man, they got the whole Hawkeye show and they still don't have time to get to the <laughs> She came into that room when they did the the first couple episodes or whatever. They called her up and they were like, hey, Linda, like, we're going to do this show. Do you want to be on board? And she said, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Because her agent sold it to her as, yeah, they're going to have you do a little bit more. You're going to have a time to shine on the screen by yourself. Unbeknownst to her, though, on the screen by herself is because Hawkeye, like Jeremy Renner and the kids are in New York taking up a play while she is at home in her rustic southern right. home getting like, ready for are Christmas. You going, like, oh, so I'm going to be in the city. I'm going to be watching that Broadway show. It's like, you are going to be prepping the gingerbread houses for this episode two where you will be doing the gingerbread house. With your bang. Because um, they let her keep her bang. <laughs> She looks great. She looks great. Yeah, she does. I was gagged. I was really like, I was like, I was like, she is, this whole operation was set up for a, a Jamie Lee Curtis true lies sort of thing. Oh where my she God. is rough against her will into a, into yeah. a, into a thrilling adventure that she's she never been that. able to. She would nail that. She would nail it. We're all dying for I, it. You know and what? But it coming. couldn't be Jeremy Renner. <laughs> It would have to be yeah. a different Hawkeye, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it really is wild that, like, I, I, she wasn't in any previews. I didn't think she, I was like, are they just going to say he's divorced now? Because, like, she's not I in the show. She, no, she was. 
No, I'm <laughs> telling you, they're gonna do the like John Hughes movie thing to her, where she it's gonna like it's like a planes, trains, and automobiles, where they just keep cutting back to the wife who's like. I wonder if he's going to make it on time for the holiday. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, but then also like, but then they expanded the canon to know that like, she knew all about Ronan. She knew yeah. all about him cutting down these games. Well, you know, that was their pillow talk after, after she came back. <laughs> he told her tales like, of Ronan. The thing with the Ronan, the Ronan and even in Endgame, I think everybody was just like, now what is, fighting the yakuza have to do with your loss and, and and everything and then you get to this thing where like the ronin costume just dooms kate bishop currently and then dooms whoever has the outfit next and i was like well this ronin thing like really didn't need to even like no they, yeah they, they no we really did not need to do this <laughs> no. um so kim as someone who like recently watched all of it was that a little bit like, did you remember, like, what Ronan was? Uh, when they did the little flashback, I did. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> fair. You did say at the beginning that you the flashbacks helped you, right? Yeah, and I felt, I felt like this when I was watching one of the other uh, TV shows that came out this past year, where I was like, man, do I need to rewatch all of this? Uh, not the shows, but all the movies again, or at least, like, the, you know, more recent ones. Because yeah, you're good. So no, much you happens. YouTube the scene. There's yeah. one scene where he's just like Chilling John this. Wick on on like like for something for some reason, and then he's just back at it with this Hawkeye thing. I'm very yeah. That's my one thing that I'm conflicted upon is that I'm I'm hoping that they're going to unfold a bit more. I'm just like, um, why? Like you know, because right. he's and he's like keeping that identity a secret, but everybody knows he's Hawkeye. They're stopping him in the street, but like right. this one. He ha- he had like a he had like a double triple identity like <laughs> on top of it. But okay, I also want us to talk about uh, Rogers the musical. We must because I, as someone love and light, as someone who does not love musicals, I found it to be very. It was like grating, but felt realistic. Like like it's something I, they would have actually done. Like had like this yes. in real life. Absolutely. And the little <laughs> kid who, who uh, I guess Hawkeye's son says, why is everyone singing and dancing about everything after they, <laughs> they walk out? That's you, Ian. Yes. That is me. No, I hundred percent agree. I'm like, they should, they should probably make this musical. <laughs> well, and I think I'm with you where maybe you and I were in the same situation where um, I could not tell if that was, like accurate to what a like like if you if I was a musical theater person I want to know like does a musical musical theater person watch that and go and musicals are actually way better than this way better constructed than this this is just making fun of us or if that is actually like channeling it because I couldn't tell the difference between yeah you know, I'm not a, I'm not enough of a musical person to, I mean I uh, guess the answer would be taste. if you're watching a good musical or a bad musical but I still think nonetheless it was realistic I just couldn't <laughs> tell you whether or not it was a good one or a bad one. Steph, what's your vote? Um, I would, you know, in the Broadway industrial complex, if that's even a thing, because what the fuck? Are y'all singing and dancing about this? People lost their lives. What is this commemoration? I, I honestly, it made me sick to my stomach. I could not believe that they would do something like that. But this is America, uh, the mil- military industrial complex, 
Broadway complex, all of it. Just, it was horrendous. No, I thought that the musical was just, um, <laughs> it was just, I, I hate whoever bought tickets for that because it did not seem like a fun time. I did love that the Hulk had on some Jordans, though. I did appreciate that. And that I noticed. And those Jordans sold out really quickly because I tried to buy some. So somebody in Marvel has a plug. <laughs> they had a few bots. Yes. As they clapped when the audience clapped. <laughs> that's very cute. Um, I did. I did actually feel bad for him when they like had him zoom. Like they like showed that he was like focusing on the Natasha like, character. Um, yeah. Like, did they I know was, that she died? Like everybody knows she died, right? Right. They have to. Right. Yeah. Well, they so know. Her- they know half the people they're talking about. So like, passed away, lost their like, lives to this battle like a few so, months ago or like a year so ago. Then, like, like, so then the little boy is right. Like, why is everybody singing and dancing about this? Like, if anything, it should be like a really serious, hardcore play. Um, and then who knew that Captain America said that he could do that all day? Like, who was there in that bunker that day that Tony and Bucky and Steve got into a fight? Like, who was there? How did they get that info? That was the thing that I, I took. I want to know, like, how this telephone. I want. I would love to have seen, and I'd love to see like an expanded thing where you see like w- some someone like took it upon themselves to like kind of sell the rights on this. Like, who's really like someone is a tattletale in all of this. Like, someone <laughs> someone's using all these stories and trickling down and and, and using that. Well, it wasn't like, he points out that something was a <laughs> a historical at one point. <laughs> Oh, right, because the Ant-Man's there, and he's like, that guy wasn't there. I did yeah, like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I thought, I did think that was, like, a very clever thing for them to add in that's, like, not from the comics, but, like, makes sense or whatever. Um, I did keep thinking, why didn't their mom go with them? <laughs> like, was Linda Cardellini, do we think it was because she's, like, was filming the final season of, uh, Kim, what's that show? Like? <laughs> Dead to me. But no, right, because Marvel pays way more than... That show probably does. With what they're doing right now with all of the different film sets and who's vaccinated or not, like that, they're making it happen. Like if somebody wants to get over there, I think this was a creative decision to make her a be like she's not her. <laughs> it felt very divorced, right? Yeah, right. Like I, I like, thought I was, it was. I was wondering because I forget everything. Um, I was like, man, is his wife? I think his wife's alive. Did she come back to life? (laughs) It is. It just like, it felt a little like weird that the mom wasn't there. Um, I didn't appreciate outside of the boundaries of her home and home property. Is is this like a ghost situation? Like, (laughs) should she be a ghost? (laughs) I don't think we've seen her outside of that realm. Wait, I think she was at the funeral. Was she at the Tony Stark? Okay. I All think, right. I well, think so. <laughs> um, she's just she... one of the, you know, we, but Ian, you and I have been to enough happy hours where we know there's your internet friend and right. then there's their spouse slash boyfriend. It's not always up for all this <laughs> shit all the time. <laughs> that's that's what they're trying she to do. Like, very much at home. just could be not into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need to go to this. I'm going to do my gingerbread houses, do whatever the hell you want. Um, This is very important. That is true. I did. I also liked the man asking him for a selfie and him being like, this isn't the right time. So then he asks him again when he's washing his hands. 
<laughs> that would probably be me with an Avenger in the bathroom. <laughs> it felt like, um, yeah, because he's kind of like the Ringo star where it's like, oh, he's like kind of like soul. He's kind of like a, a, a kind of a soul surviving yeah. kind of person who's not as famous, but he's, you know, he is like, there's no, uh, you know, it's not, a, you know, the usual uh, publicity hounds of uh, right. Steve Rogers and Tony Stark are no longer. And like she, she, I mean, Kate even says it's, he's got a branding problem and it's true. You're right. It's like, he's kind of like the last one standing. So yeah, people know who he is, but like people don't care as much. Um, and I almost felt like that was a joke on like Hawkeye as a character too. Right. Cause like people don't really care about him as yeah, much. No, absolutely. When she's talking about the branding stuff, I felt like that was Marvel, like just poking fun for sure. Yeah. And like a metal. Um, so then we get Kate coming home to her mother and the ADR in that scene is very weird. I felt like Vera like definitely recorded and they played over. I don't know. It felt weird. I loved her like weird looking super villain outfit that was like the red <laughs> flowy gown. Um the, Steph. The, the hair and the hair and wardrobe is screaming <laughs> and the casting choice is screaming. <laughs> she has more to do with this. Right. Yeah. Right. There's um, got because we didn't see, we didn't see like like what happened to the dad like it's all like there's there could be some you know holes to fill in there like was she up to something there what were they arguing about he just right. conveniently conveniently wasn't there anymore it's part she's part of this like security military industrial thing like you know it, it could be very crooked. I feel like they gave us a very little amount of information over like a long period of time in these two episodes, but it was enough that when um, Kate is tracking Hawkeye's cell phone, we're like, oh, her mom runs that security company. And when she like suddenly is like kicking ass, we're like, oh, she took karate. You know, like they touch on all the important things. But yeah, the dad, them going to the dad's memorial and the mom being like, oh no, he won't come back. Like as though like they don't really know what happened to him. I felt yeah. like that was like definitely a hole, but not one I think is going to go unanswered. I was wondering, you know, I was wondering that too, because that's what I was about to ask you, Steph, if you thought there was like a character they're trying to reference in her, like my brain could only go to like Madame Mass because she was involved in all this before, but I don't think that's what they would do. I don't know. I mean that, so she crossed my mind too, but for that reason, I was like, mm, maybe not. But then again, you know, Kevin Feige likes to get cute. So maybe yeah. Um, But she definitely has more to do with everything because she's just way too casual about everybody is way too casual (laughs) about everything because she what was that? What was the bell that she destroyed? Was that the Liberty Bell? It was not the Liberty Bell. It was okay, because I initially at first I was <laughs> initially I was like, now she should be in federal jail right now because what's going on? Thank you for that clarification. But okay, she she still destroyed an entire clock bell, a tower, a clock, a clock in a bell at the yeah. same time. So, and her mom was just too casual about it. But maybe that's how rich people get down. I don't know. She's giving me Christy where she was like <laughs> she was using it as like a teachable moment. She was like very huffy and she's like, You can't just go around destroying entire building <laughs> edifices. Like, uh, do you need a martini? <laughs> she's like, But she's gotta you be doing have more. the following punishment. Put on a red dress. 
come with me to this charity auction. Like, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, Stephanie, it's funny that you mentioned that because I kept thinking, is it just that she's like a detached rich mom or is there something else going? Like, I couldn't quite put my finger on because like, especially like, like, Kim, you have told me of a lot of like people you like grew up around that were like very wealthy. And I was like thinking like, oh, sometimes her parents are kind of just like, let them do whatever. But I think... I would imagine even a rich mom would be mad that you like destroyed a tower that they have to pay for. Well, she like, does give her that little speech about how she's not, you know, she's had the luxury of being young. She has the luxury of being young and she has the luxury of being rich. And most people don't really don't get both. And she's had both her whole life. And this is going to come back to bite her. She's not invincible. Like she does at least like get a good mom's speech. It's not really consequences, but like, you know, it's a pretty stern speech considering she's like, you know, just because you think you're invincible, you're not. Yeah, you don't she kept up her cards, I guess. Well, she's not a teenager. She's 22, but whatever. I was I was glad we clarified because I kept thinking, if they're going to say she's 15, she really doesn't look 50. But I was glad they said like 22, not, you know, like 14 yeah. or 15. Um, but okay, so, you know, we get the, the little bit of a talk. I, Stephanie, did you know going into this that the, that, that guy was swordsman? No, so... As I've been doing with everything after WandaVision is going in completely blind um, and not even like reading anything as far as like who's supposed to show up and anything. Only reason why I knew Echo was supposed to show up is because uh, they made it very clear that they wanted you to know that. Um, But yeah, no, I I didn't know. um, But I was happy to see him because that's interesting. Right. Because that's not really a person that... um, I don't feel like that's a, maybe he is a routine Hawkeye villain or, or, you know, maybe more so Avengers, if anything, but he's the, he's the one that trained Hawkeye in the comics. Yeah. Right. That is yeah. right. Um, so, um, no, I did not see that coming because I had no idea. In the comics, he's sometimes both, right? Sometimes he's bad. Sometimes he's good. Yeah. I couldn't, that's the thing. Like I couldn't remember, like, I was like, I know who this guy is. You know what? I always get him mixed up with, um, Vision and um, whatchamacallit's brother, brother or whatever, the guy with the the Grim Reaper, because oh, he has the Reaper, actual yeah. sword on his yeah. <laughs> attached to his arm or whatever. <laughs> and I always get those two uh, mixed up. So forget so- what I said. He's a, <laughs> I think he's a he's a Agatha Christie of it all. Like sometimes, I- yeah, like <laughs> Agatha Christie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, Agatha Harkness, you know, I'm sorry, I am tired. You know what I meant. But now, but now I want the Agatha Agatha Christie storyline in Agatha Harkness, House of Harkness, House of the Stand. That's what we're getting. I feel like because we're getting, I mean, jumping slightly ahead to the end of episode one, you've got this um, Armand Duquesne character played by Mr. Simon Callow. Uh, and uh, clearly up to some like, sort of like this kind of black market auction yeah. there <laughs> of like was, uh, <laughs> scavenging again, or scavenging Avengers compounds again. It was very weird, right? <laughs> Man, I what a what a market, right? That's got to be way really stronger than Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> 
and way safer than NFTs. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish that New York would get an alien attack because I'd be out there, out there, it's over to collect things. <laughs> I can sell them because this is what these movies have taught me. It's just you and me scrambling to get any kind of adventure thing we can. Yeah. This is Belt. I got it. All you have to do is wear a black tuxedo and pretend you're a waitress or a waitress. Yes. Also, I loved her suit. I was like, please make her queer. Oh my God. I love that she's like only wearing like pantsuits. Like I loved it. Um, and I liked the gag of all the terrors thinking she was a, another waiter. Um, I thought she looked great in that black suit. Like I love, mm-hmm. I genuinely loved that on her. Um, and yeah, so she like, sees this she she meets the dog outside for a quick second um then she sees this other armand threatening her mother she learns that her mother's engaged um yeah it, it i don't know yeah i don't know so then we she goes down to like find out what's going on she runs into the auction and they're auctioning off the ronin costume and the sword these like dudes crash through the wall they're there to steal a watch um, so I, this is what, this is what I put together in my notes that ended up being false, but I was like, I feel like maybe that watch was Natasha's and these guys are sent by Yelena to like, get it. And that's why the watch is important. Clearly I was incorrect, but that was what I was um, like. Right. Cause we got Yelena and Julie Louis Dreyfus coming into this thing. At yes. Some point. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yep. So, because like she was an, she was announced very like much early on before Black Widow came out, she was announced as being in this series. Um, God, what the hell's that actress's name? Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, right? So right. she it's, was like announced. It's as if you don't spend a million hours a day on Twitter, how can you, I know. you like it just that name comes to you like without even thinking about it? <laughs> if you're on Twitter. It's at like all. ten o'clock, Adam. <laughs> and a long day um yeah but yeah so i kept thinking these guys are going to be related i mean i guess they still kind of could be but that's what i was thinking well they had Um, accents that that sounded eastern european to me but i wasn't sure if i was hearing that right so you know they could be that there could be a connection there somehow and i i appreciated i mean like you said kim they kind of already are like she trained she's good so like we can accept the fact that like all right she's gonna beat up these guys and she did beat up the guys like i liked Mm -hmm. That like, we got enough of like two lines of dialogue, and that really was all we needed. Um, and I didn't. I was unclear. Did the dog run off with the watch, or was the watch still with the stuff? I thought the dog ran off with the watch, but then we never really saw the watch again. Yeah. Steph, Adam, any insight to that? I swear to God, I wasn't even following that thing. <laughs> yeah, I, um, no, and I and I, and you know what? And I made a note. And I was like, that's probably important, but. I don't care. Let's talk about yeah. this lar- the, the the larping situation. That um... that's, that's what I say. I was I was like, yeah. I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, oh no 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 no. Don't worry about it. They will bring it back up. Right. <laughs> They'll remind me. When, when, like you're gonna forget I, about it anyway. Like I'm gonna come back her, to like Lower East Side. Ap- I don't know if it's Lower East Side, but it gave me that vibe. Lower East Side apartment with like the cute diner seats and like the red vintage fridge. I was like, look at you with all this space in New York and this extremely cute stuff. I know. The watch kind of left my mind after that. <laughs> Fair. I did, yeah, I did like her, like, very large, like, loft apartment. Um, uh, whenever they show rich people in New York, right, it's just like, oh. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I can't imagine the rent on that apartment alone. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's her, that's her, like, rich person, like, roughing it. Right. Making her own bootstraps. <laughs> like, <apartment. laughs> 
she's like oh well yeah i feel yeah, like that, i feel like that's what we're supposed to think she's like roughing it like you know she has her own apartment but like no like at one point she's like oh i inherited it so like yeah. not really and she's kind of like you said adam she's kind of like oh my stuff and then it's like eh I'm fine. I'm more like oh god right. your fridge than she can yeah <laughs> um, so I do love that she took the dog with her I mean we needed to get the dog in he's a big part of the comics uh, I just I like the idea of her like her sidekick is this like cute dog that eats pizza that's very I'm very charmed by that um, it was a cute dog but I didn't I did not need to be traumatized by that whole like dog running into traffic bullshit. <laughs> like, like, even I though mean, I come- know they'd never just be like like here's a dog getting hit by a car like in Marvel like I was still like I don't know if we needed to take it to this area. I just well, knew the dog would be fine. <laughs> well, Steph, right in the comics it is more he does get hit by that car and well, like yeah. that yeah. first issue is like Hawkeye brings him to a hospital and they think the dog's going to die. And it's like very emotional. <laughs> yeah. Cause okay, I thought that well, was going to no. happen. And I was like, um, yes. Hey Disney, what are we doing? I know this is a, a Christmas situation and you all are yeah, do traumatic shit anyway, but no, don't do it please. And they didn't. Yeah. I was real. I was like, Ooh, she's going to watch this dog get hit by a car and I'm going to be upset. And I was like, Oh, thank God. We don't seem to get it. Um, so God. Then what happens after that? Hawkeye's at the hotel and he sees all the stuff on TV. Oh, right, right, right. He goes he out. The Ronin costume. It's Ronin, yeah. Well, every month. Uh, and so then she likes, she lets the dog, she feeds the dog some pizza. She goes back out. She goes to old Armand's estate uh, and finds him dead. Um, monogrammed he, butterscotch. Yeah. Oh, yes. And his, which is important, his monogrammed butterscotch. And then she runs into these like, Eastern European tracksuit guys. Um, what are they called? They have a name. The he calls them the tracksuit mafia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I keep accidentally is, saying trench coat mafia in my head, which is a totally different thing. Which is weird because, right, Steph? In the comics, there are like they are a character. It's just they're mm-hmm. approached differently. They're like the landlords of the building, Hawkeye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even talk like they use bro a lot, the way they do in the show. Like that's how they all talk. Um, and they all wear tracksuits. Um, but I, I mean, we get like a fight scene. I was glad, you know, she held her own. Um, but then there was a lot of them. Then Hawkeye comes in. I thought the like kicker at the end, I did really like it of him, like pulling off her mask and he's like ready to punch her. And he's like, wait. And she's like, you're Hawkeye. And he's like, who the hell are you? I thought that was a very good, like end beat. Um, what'd you all think of that end beat? I was glad we had another episode. Yeah, same. I feel like they're doing doing the thing at the end where they're like, and now you gotta wait for the next one. (laughs) Yeah, um, it it worked out that they had another episode going for that one. Now, the way that the second episode ended, I was like, okay, you know, I'll wait a week. But the way the first (laughs) one ended, no, they needed to go directly into the next episode. And I'm glad they did. They must have knew that. Do you, think, do you think it was because, sorry, I want to ask Steph a question, but I guess Adam could answer too. Do you think it was because like we needed the two of them to interact and they hadn't the whole time? I think so. Um, I think so. Well, cause I was texting, I think I was texting you said like where I was just like, I was like, this is really good, but not a whole lot surprising stuff that happened. Like I was just like, Oh yeah, I'm going through the motions and I'm, I'm like, we're getting through those trailer beats. And then they're going to meet up at some point. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't a wild cliffhanger. It was just they meet, which we know they do. 
Steph, did you feel like uh, that you wanted them to meet and then you wanted to see more of them interacting? Like not just like obviously the or uh, the people who made the show thought we might want that, but like is that what you wanted? Oh, yeah. No, I needed that um, because if um, <laughs> they didn't have chemistry or it was going to be like this awkward thing, then to me, there was really no point in watching it because like I don't want to really get to know Clint Barton like that by himself. <laughs> now, Clint Barton was someone else who I would like to get to know, then I can I can stomach that. Because also to I, I um, Adam's point, if it wasn't set during like this kind of Christmassy holiday time, I think I also would kind of be like, mm, I don't really care that it's um, Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. <laughs> Just let's get out of here. It is New York Fashion Week and <laughs> he is there without his light. Yep. <laughs> So episode two opens like right where we left off. Um, I did, I thought their dynamic was pretty good. Like right away, I appreciated, and I liked her being so starstruck by him. Because um, mm-hmm. like we've established, he's like not really the most famous Avenger, but like you know he was a big deal to her as a child. Clearly, so she would be like, "Holy shit, this is an Avenger!" Um, she brings him back to her place and. Like, nod to the comics is everyone keeps calling the dog Hawkeyes, and he'll be like, it's not my dog. Um, and she, he's like, oh, I like your dog. And she's like, it's not my dog. Um, she, and I did like that when he says that she attracted the tracksuit mafia, she's like, a little on the nose, right? Yeah, yeah. She has a couple, <laughs> she's just got a couple, like, funny lines in that opening interaction that were, just really solidified the fact that, like, they're, they're going to have a good rapport. Yeah. Like, they, even the stuff I wrote down, it's just not funny on the page, but, like, I wrote some stuff down like, oh, that was funny. And it was just like funny because like they were interacting and it was like something that she said. So what did I write down? I wrote down, do you think they're the ones who killed my mom's fiance's uncle? Which when she says it is funny, but like right. when I write it down, I'm like, oh, that's not really funny, Kim. <laughs> it, it is her like, she's just very charming. Yes. Um, and I imagine that's how she is in Dickinson too, right, Kim? Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, and I even liked their like, when he's like, are you positive no one saw you? She's like, positive. Yeah. You sure? And she's like, sure. And then immediately they're throwing a Molotov cocktail. So immediate. <laughs> it's so immediately. It was so good. It was like, I believed her. And I was like, no, wait, it can't be. <laughs> like, she was so sure. Yeah. And like, I think, you know, Adam and Steph, you had to, we, the three of us had to like crawl through uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I think like Falcon and Winter Soldier could have used a little bit more like silly in it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, a little yeah. bit a little bit of this kind of shit, like, would have helped the series. Um, and they tried to do it with Sam and Bucky, but they were just, like, most of the time it felt like, do they fucking hate each other? Like, why are we doing this? Well, Sam um, and Bucky were both Hawkeye tone. Like, they needed a foil. Yeah. They needed a silly, goofy foil. Yes, because Hawkeye is, a, is, is your straight man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the same thing with both Sam and Bucky, so... Wow, you just solved that serious problem. <laughs> you know what? I think they might have tried to sneak that in um, with um, what was it, Captain America Light? What was his name? Oh yeah, just <laughs> But then, like, <laughs> I don't know why it was Jesse Ireland. It just felt right, but I know that's not right. Yeah, but like, he, and but it was like, but we, he was jokey. But in that way that we were like, I don't trust this shit at all. Like, you <laughs> no, needed, right. like someone, right? Like, you knew that like, I was like, well, you're gonna flip out. Yeah, like someone who's not a murderer, <laughs> right? Like, I was like, you're giving me big murderer vibes. Um, 
Yeah, just like I can't really relax around uh, Vera Farmiga's character because it's like, uh, it's like, oh, I know she she's handling everything way too chill. She's like, your apartment, your apartment burned, burned down. down. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> what? You need to give your stepfather some slack. Like I was like, I don't. You're handling this too creepily, chilly. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, your apartment burned down. We'll come over for dinner. All right. <laughs> yeah, she's like imperiously swirling this Chardonnay and she's like oh, honey you need to be I'm like this is we are being set up exquisitely for a villainous turn <laughs> um, yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but so I, I, I kept thinking like oh I wish these shows had gotten and like even Loki with Loki and Sylvie and Kim I know you did enjoy them I their, their back and forth wasn't like this is more enjoyable this is the enjoyable back and forth if we need to like more straightforward plot, right? You, mm-hmm. you got a trope. You, you got the grumpy yeah. old man mm-hmm. um, and like the little sprite who is still kind of wondery-eyed about the world and their hero. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is all going to come crashing down at some point when Kate realizes how terrible Hawkeye actually, what, what, like, what a broken man he is. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and whatever happens, like Adam said, while her mom's like twirling her wine and is like, <laughs> whatever that plot is. <laughs> she definitely... Because like earlier in the ep- in the first episode, we saw like some sort of whisper, you know, what you did, to, you know, to the to the guy who's eventually killed. And, you know, and then she's she's working for the security outfit and she's sort of, you know, like the, it's. The oh, mom? The, the yeah. mom, right. I thought she runs the security outfit. Right. Well, yeah, no, she's, right. Yeah. she's running it, right, exactly. I, I did not mean to demean uh, and minimize her role in this thing. Yeah, she is, <laughs> she is, uh, she's going to be, uh, yeah, she's going to be bossing this whole outfit. She's still um, a big girl, Boston. Well, I read the dad. Oh, from, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I read the dad from the very beginning of episode one that disappeared as, like, he looked kind of villainy. And then this uh, this new guy Jack is like totally villainy, like from the start. Um, yeah, he's like a little. He's almost like cartoonishly villainous. I yeah, feel like. And, like that's just just he, obvious. Almost in a way that it's like, oh, is he going to turn out not to be a villain because it's so obvious? <laughs> well, um, he is giving like, big like like Vince Vaughn in a stepdad, evil stepdad movie. <laughs> where he's yes. just like we just need to understand each other a little more. Like and he, and, he, and like then she looks up the newspaper clippings. There's missing women and that he's involved um he's giving out those vibes yeah 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 um just speaking of um that i feel like this part that we're talking about all these other things and the part in the show we're at this is the part i think dragged so i feel like it makes sense that we've kind of wandered away from yeah part so after the the um tracksuit mafia shows up and she they go to the aunt's apartment and then like you know he goes back to his hotel and then he comes back to the apartment and then she she goes to she maybe goes to work at some point. Um, I think that was previously, actually. But, um, or, or after this. Anyway, but it kind of all gets a little muddled yeah. for me here. And it's uh, not too, not really too exciting um, until he's doing the LARPing. I, I will say, I, so the way he gets there is by he, like, sees the sticker in the fire truck window that, and he assumes that one of them probably stole his costume and, like, that's what happened. So he tracks down this LARPer group. I will say I did love it. I did. I was like, I was worried it was going to be a little Big Bang Theory with like 
oh, we're nerds. Because a lot of pop culture nerd stuff tends to like do nerds bad, where it like is just Big Bang Theory. I thought this was well done. I don't know how the rest of you felt, but like I was like, okay, cool. This isn't just like a total mockery of like people who LARP. It's just like this is their event, and they're kind of like rolling their eyes at him because he's like refusing to smile. Um, and like, you know, even the woman, when she gives him the armor and she like looks at her friend and they're just like, Oh, this guy, what a boner killer. Like, cause he's just being like a grumpy old man. Um, because like he gives off that energy. He gives off an energy yeah. of like, I want to fucking help you. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you, what'd you guys think of the like LARP? Did you like it, Adam? I did. I did. Um, I think it, I think it was like super cute. I think it was like a cute, a bit of business to, you know, get to this thing. Um, I think, I think, uh, you know, I think stuff I saw you on Twitter talking about, like, it was a nice, like low stakes thing. And this was a really cute way to like, kind of juice up that thing where he's just, he's got to get this, he's got to get this suit back from him. And it's like, you know, he could just, you know, the screenwriter could just go ahead and be like, oh, you know, I need that back, you know, this sort of thing, meet an alley. Or he could do it this fun way. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wait, so before that, though, I did like them walking through Times Square, oh, which yeah. happens right before this. I mean, I, it was in the trailer, but I do like when she's like, look, that one's you, and he's like, nope, that's Katniss Everdeen. Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we've talked about this before on the podcast, Adam, what like pop culture stuff exists in other pop culture stuff. And like, I just like the idea of like, Oh, the hundred games exists in the MCU. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, wouldn't yeah, the battle like, in New York, like kind of hurt the like production of those movies. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, I, you know, like I'm always wondering, I'm like, well, how, what is the primary source of entertainment in a world where the news is, the MCU. Right? Yeah. Like what's the move what's at the AMC? Like is it more of this? Or it, or, <laughs> or is it just like like film Twitter's dream where it's all just, you know, film length episodes of succession. Um in the, in the- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm part of that. Like I'm I'm part of like I'm like, yes, let's get those adult movies back. But I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what what it, what's in the what's playing in the AMC down the street. <laughs> type of thing is it just more superhero stuff just maybe more like seriousified you know i was thinking about that too because um i don't know if any of you have seen i saw the ghostbusters this weekend which i liked um and there was a trailer for a new like super pets movie that's coming out from dc and it stars like superman's dog voiced by the rock which sounds like a mad lib sentence but (laughs) in the trailer he makes a joke and he's like I should call myself Iron Man and like winks and it's a joke. And I'm like, but that doesn't make sense. Like, why, why would Superman's dog know who Iron Man is? Like, <laughs> I know that I'm that nerd. <laughs> I think this is what happens when you have like, the, so the, I think the MCU do. So like, again, with the DC cinematic universe, it's, it's not, it's hardly a universe. Like it's, because it's True. all independent one-offs and there's no Anything goes. And, Anything goes in different tones. You can allow for different versions. It doesn't all have to be the same canonic fitting all into the same thing. But like, because the MCU like just really actively encourages it's all real. It's all one universe. There's a reason why someon has a different face. Right. The same name. 
like down to that level. So I think it just encourages this really like um, always sunny conspiracy theory board level of just like, so you're saying this, you know, so you know, drawing <laughs> these connections. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, Stephanie, what do you think of the LARPing scene? <laughs> I um, surprisingly enjoyed it. And the reason why I did is because I thought it was a great character exercise in, hey, put this character in this low stakes, mundane type of situation um, where it's kind of the inverse of what they would have to do to get this very important thing. And let's see how they go about doing it. And the way that Hawkeye goes about doing it is exactly um, who they've established established his character to be and i just thought that that was it's just really great writing um in that way i thought it was fun um so for those reasons i really enjoyed it and the fact that this black guy took the ronin suit it was (laughs) like (laughs) um that is what he used it for to go larping in it um that was his cosplay (laughs) for the weekend and i don't know like i just found that um really just pure and um I don't know. I enjoyed it because it's it's Hawkeye LARPing. He is a guy right? without he doesn't have any powers, and essentially he essentially he kind of is LARPing with the Avengers um, to a degree. So <laughs> it worked out. Um, yeah, and I, I appreciated that the guy too wasn't like you know it wasn't fucking Sheldon from Big Bang. It was like this like nice dude who mm-hmm. really was like I'll give you the costume if you let me win, and like didn't try to betray him. It was just like, yep, he made that deal with him and he gave him a costume. <laughs> like, I thought that was really, I was very charmed by and it. I also, I agree with what both of you have said. I think at the very end of the scene too, when they have that little action, I feel like Hawkeye like grows on us all a little because he's so just like genuinely nice to this dude. Yep. And we really yeah. haven't seen him interact with like quote unquote fans of his in a way that's like caring and nice if we, you know, excluding Kate, which is a whole other, he's kind of forced into that situation in a way. Right. So I just, I thought like there was a little character growth there and, you know, we needed that. Yeah. Yeah. And it it did, it did endear us to him. Yeah. Um, That he was like, all right. Like he was annoyed, but he wasn't like totally making fun of these like, Mm-hmm. right like he was annoyed but he wasn't just like being an asshole or like it's just something wound up taking a lot longer than he wanted it right. to take and he winds up then missing the plane to go home to his family and we've got this whole trope where okay he's gonna miss the plane again and he's gonna call his wife and say oh it's gonna be one more day now um right. and yeah. we're like counting down those days to christmas i will say i was wondering i was like is he gonna didn't he miss christmas isn't this christmas but then uh, Linda Cardellini explicitly says, like, well, you got five days. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. here we go. There's a countdown. <laughs> um, so then Kate, as Adam has mentioned, her mother is like, oh, your apartment burned down. Can you come over for dinner? So she comes over for dinner. Um, again, the mother is just, like, so weirdly whatever about, like, almost everything going on. But Kate ends up challenging her soon-to-be stepdad to a uh, fencing match. <laughs> Which was, like, very ridiculous. And I love that the mom is just, like, drinking her wine. Like, you shouldn't do this, but, like, not really. It was very I don't know. That's kind, of, that's kind of me and you, Adam. <laughs> well, I was going to say, but I was like, don't do it. Like, it, it was all of it. But then, like, also, I'm just like, didn't any of them care that this Armand person was murdered? Murdered? <laughs> no, it didn't matter. It was the fifth one. It was the fifth yeah, Armand. 
eight of them right. or seven. But there's just, there's <laughs> plenty, there's plenty where those come from. That was my it thing was, where um... I was just like, <laughs> ahead, and Seth. I have been watching a lot of Succession, so I do. I was prepared <laughs> I for, like, for the billionaire, like <laughs> thinking of everybody in their lives as like little chess pieces. So I was, I was like, okay, well, this is fine. Like they're, of course, like they're not. Nobody's too plucked that like a relative and like someone who's like in their orbit every day was like skewered by a sword, was, right? <laughs> Adam, I really like the idea of like, oh, I prepped for Hawkeye. I've watched, I watched a lot of Succession. <laughs> yeah, well, it just, it, I think you, I think it, it really gives you that insight into like, no, 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 they just don't care. This is not like, <laughs> this is not like a screenwriting mistake. This is just, this is, this is how this is legitimately how they would respond, whether or not uh, she's the architect <laughs> of this murder or not. Right. Yeah. Even if she's just like. Right. An innocent bystander mom. She still right. doesn't give a shit. <laughs> this could very well end up being like she's the rich version of Linda Cardellini, and she's just this mom who's in that background shaking her head. Um, <laughs> just her outfit's a lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah, she's in these silk robes and chopped wigs. Uh, Stephanie, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was going to say it was like very Royal Tenenbaum type of feel yeah. to yeah. it. Um, <laughs> Like, what is that movie? I want to see Kate's life because it, it, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's it's leaning in that. Like, that's the movie that was happening before this TV show started. Right. Because, like, yeah, even like her challenging her soon to be stepdad to like a fencing match still didn't seem that crazy to what was no. going on. Yeah. So, it like, seemed like part of it seemed like like Raul Julia Gomez Adams, like. <laughs> Oh, this just happens sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, this again. <laughs> it's like definitely some rich people shit. <laughs> yes. Um, so she does, like, she kind of finds out that, like, I, I, I mean, I don't really know, because she, like, what is she? She was like, oh, I did that to find it, because, like, I knew he would parry back and to prove that he was lying. I guess just to, like, what, prove that he was a better swordsman than he said? Yes. Which seems That's like a very weak point to be making. Right. Um, now that I think about it, yes, but like her, you know, her logic in her head is she sees that little monogrammed butterscotch, right? Right. And it's like, oh God, like he killed him, but I can't say that I knew there was monogrammed butterscotch because right. then he would know I was there. So, and she maybe does she see him pick up that sword during the whole uh, black au- black market auction? I don't think. I don't. I don't think so. But mm, I mean, we could say that she saw it. Like, right, they could just say that she saw it. Um, but okay, so she has that. She sees the monogrammed large scotch, which is ridiculous. Well, he offers it to her. Right, he offers it's, it to her. Which like dangling the fact that he's the murderer in her face. Or, again, it's just like, there's too many signs pointing to this guy being a villain. Um, I mean... I'm like, I don't know. Is he really the, the murderer? Is he, I, I, I think he is, though. But, like, I feel like it's just, like, so obvious. <laughs> and, I mean, Stephanie, you even said Marvel does like to get a little cute with, like, Agatha, the Agatha we got in WandaVision was, like, very different from the Agatha from the comics. So even though he's swordsman, who's, like, sometimes good, sometimes bad. I, I, I mean, it can go one of two ways. Um, they'll go the Agatha Harkness route or, um, you know, they'll look like, hey, we're, we're going to head that way. And I'm like, oh, 
Sorry, plot twist. Very yeah. lazy plot twist. We're going to actually know he was he was terrible all along. But I think, if anything, I'm just more interested in the mom because she was just very... Like, she just walked off the set of Sex and the City. Like, that was her whole <laughs> vibe. Like a Miranda or something. So I want to... I want to know more. <laughs> so then we... I was a little, I'm not sure if I missed something, but like Hawkeye is suddenly outside waiting to be like captured. What was the like, did I miss the lead up to that or was there not really? I, I thought he, I don't know. Cause at first he it was like, jump. right? But it, but it felt like he was like waiting. Cause he even like, they put the bag over his head and he even says, I can see through this bag. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, my impression was that he goes there and he like wants them to capture him so that he can go and talk to their boss and be like, it's not really it's not really Ronan. It's this girl that has nothing to do with anything, so just leave her alone. Thanks. Bye. I gotta get back to my family mm. for Christmas. And that probably yeah. was his plan. I just don't know why he thought he could do that without any kind of backup. Right. Uh, but you know, Hawkeye doing shit. <laughs> so Kate then calls him a bunch of times. Um someone like answers the phone, so she does uses whatever. Kim already mentioned she uses whatever security system to track him. I don't quite understand, but like, sure, fine, whatever. She uses uh, her mom's security. Um, I was charmed by him just like almost being exhausted. Like it reminded me of Black Widow in the first Avengers movie when she like answers the phone and she's like, no, 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 I'm getting these guys to reveal everything. And she's like, not actually in danger, but like the goons that have her like think she is. And then she like kicks their ass. I was charmed by that. Um, and him just like breaking his like restraints and very easily. Also, yeah, yeah, Adam, honestly, I don't know. What, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say like, I'm just like, honestly, like, you know, I feel like the thing I'm liking, the thing that, the thing that this is bringing up that I like about Renner in this, where it's like kind of like the, everything's finally kind of like working a little bit is that he's giving off these very sleepy action hero vibes of like a Bruce yeah. Willis or a Harrison Ford who is like, mm-hmm. man, you are asleep in this movie, but you are still, you know, carrying things from scene to scene. Like, so yeah. there is a bit of like, it's grizzled, but to the point of sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, Adam, I don't know if you, I, I was immediately when they're like, I, I did like when they're like talking to him and he's like, Kate Bishop is not guy. And they're like, Kate Bishop is guy. And then she just falls through the skylight. It was Great. very, Great very play. Buffy season four freshman when she's like watching the vampires and just falls through the window by accident. <laughs> um, Almost too similar for my for my liking. Right, I was like, is this I, I a like, reference? I was like, you don't this exact scene. You don't get to just take advantage that your entire <laughs> audience has forgotten Buffy, and you don't get to just <laughs> lift whole scenes. <laughs> okay so i'm not just being a crazy buffy f word because i was like this has to be on purpose <laughs> yeah um she gets captured and then uh stephanie do you want to tell everyone who we find out is the boss yes it is echo miss maya lopez and she <laughs> has been an avenger right yeah yeah she was a reluctant Avenger, it was kind of like, okay, so you all need some help. I guess I'll stick around. Um, and she also needed a place to lay her head. So she was like, all right, I need a place to stay. So yeah, I'll join your team. <laughs> no, it was very uh, much that vibe. <laughs> she didn't she, have anywhere to go. 
she came around, was it around the time of like uh, New Avengers? Yes, it was actually in New Avengers. Um, it, well, she's before then. So her first appearance is in Daredevil. Um, you know, fucking Wilson Fisk doing shit. Uh, raised her because he killed her dad, um, but she didn't know that. And uh, Wilson tells her that Daredevil killed her father, which makes no sense because he was like he's like the same age as her, but she doesn't know that. Um, so that's how she's introduced, and then um, she finds her way um, in New Avengers because she is Ronan before Hawkeye ever was. Oh, right. In my brain, I was thinking it was after, but you're right. It is before. Shit, mm-hmm. I forgot that. Um, and is she, she, I might be incorrect. Is she deaf? Yeah, she's deaf. Um, okay. So she's deaf and she has um, photographic reflexes. So the same thing or very similar to what Taskmaster has. Uh, so she can watch, right. uh, actually she, she can watch, she can touch something and feel like the um vibrations and like learn through that so um hers is actually i think a bit above um his skill set but um yeah she is a really cool character because she is now a host of the phoenix yes yes um i'm not up to date on all my x-men stuff but i did know that just from twitter Mm because i follow so many x-men fans um i will fully admit don't worry adam and kim i didn't realize that was her like i was like (laughs) When they showed a woman from behind with a braid, I was like, aha, it is Yelena. And then I was like, ooh, that is not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I literally, Stephanie, I saw you right before we got on that you had tweeted something about Hawkeye and the person that replied said that they like didn't love it, but they were happy to see their girl at the end. And I was like, wait a minute, was I supposed to know who that was? And then I was like, oh, that was Echo. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, Wait, they also have like... We, but like here's what I've been seeing a lot like so we've been seeing also this um character uh Greer we've been talking about can anybody sh- shine light on that like one of one of Kate Bishop's friends in episode one oh um, yeah at yes. the very beginning that's the friend that she's texting right but someone yeah. yeah. like that character is is somebody was she was she Are they supposed those... to show up in something have they said anything? Well, so she oh was my. in the clock tower scene. Like she was in the right. like it was like a friend that was like she was calling and said Greer. Mm-hmm. And then I see a lot of tweets being like, like, oh, this is a character named Tigra. Right. No, and I caught that's why I'm like, I'm wondering, did I miss something? Um well, I who knows? Again, Kevin Feige likes to be cute. So maybe I'm assuming right. that she would have to pop up in something, because why why have a significant character like that in your thing? Well, she'll pop up next to uh, next to Mr. Fantastic, um, obviously in, in the coming episode. <laughs> Don't start out. Oh damn it! <laughs> well, you know, so I think I think I said this to you, Stephanie, and or maybe you, Adam, during Wandavision. The only thing that I'm like annoyed with the Young Avengers already being here is that they are going to have to not be the Young Avengers for that long because we haven't met that many of the Avengers. So, like they're going to have to be like just the Avengers, right? Like eventually it's going to be like, they're not the young Avengers because everyone else is like younger and, or the same age as them. Um, right. So like if she, if she is supposed to be Tigra, I'm like, Oh, but like she was, you know, the Avengers of the West coast. She was an Avenger since like the seventies. Um, I don't know. Like I, I wish there was a way that like we could have these like 20 year olds and then be introducing the other characters that are like 
more like Monica's age. So it's like, oh, they're still like more the adult and these are still, I mean, that's just the nerd in me that's like, but I want them to be the like younger ones. Yeah, it's going to be rangy, but I feel like we're really going to end up with like a lot of 20-somethings. Yeah. 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 And and because they want to keep them in those contracts, right? Because then if you start them when they're like 20, you got them for a way longer. You can sign them to a 40-year contract if you want. That sounds well, I mean, like, really... I mean, kind of like how they all were when this all started. Yeah. yeah. 360 deals all the way around. That is worse <laughs> than um, TLC. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Adam, what did you think of that end? Just like, did you know who that was supposed to be? Um, I had heard about Echoes and, you know, and then they were doing the Echo. So, like, I did. I was like, I was like oh, okay, cool. We're doing that. Um, and, um, so yeah, so here's my thing, like, like, none of these are, like, gags and goops, so, like, I, I was, I was, like, sort of, like, this just felt like a nice, pleasant holiday action movie than, like, something where it's, like, cliffhanger, like, I don't feel like, um, you know, and maybe this is just a problem with just being very online and just being, like, oh, yeah, I heard she was coming out, like, <laughs> so... I mean, that's fair. Uh, I'm like, I'm excited to see this character in action. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely. Yeah. Um, Jim, what did you think of that? Like kicker at the end? Did it like annoy you or was it like fine? I mean, it just felt like one of these other, like, Ooh, we just opened the door. Like, let's see who it is. And then now I, you know, being someone who didn't know who Echo was until I just got learned. um, I was like, Oh, okay. Now I have to wait till next week to, to learn all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with what you said earlier, Steph. That was like a cliffhanger where it's like, cool, yeah, next week we're going to get to this. And that's fine. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're at the end here. Um, Stephanie, what was your favorite scene of the two episodes? Um, it was the LARPing scene. Uh, it caught <laughs> me by surprise. And again, uh, Hawkeye is not a character that I necessarily care for. So the fact that they got me to at least be interested in him in that way, I was like, okay, you you, you did your job. So congratulations, <laughs> writer. <laughs> uh, Adam, would you? what was your favorite scene? I probably enjoyed the introduction in the, in the very first scene. I liked kind of the reestablishing. Like, and I like a good just with the point of view it's like we're going to show you this whole thing from this point of view and plus i just vera formiga is like was not the was she was the one person i did not realize ahead of time was going to be in this and so that was a pleasant surprise. oh really yeah oh, i don't think a, i did i mean it, it's very hard to keep it all yeah, going in your head um but um especially in my head right now which is very chaotic um <laughs> But yeah, no, this was a, this was a nice surprise. Yeah, uh, Jim, what was your favorite scene? I think I like when Emily Dickinson's kicking ass and the um, black market auction, like kind of you know coming out of nowhere, but also we're not surprised. All right, that's fair. I think, I think, uh, I I don't know. I think either the LARPing scene, I'm, I'm with you, Steph, or or the Rogers musical because I loved how like god awful it was like i just was like this feels right but also that might be the bitter non-theater person in me that's like yeah take that hamilton <laughs> i wish Love for, like, <laughs> like i wish for hulk they didn't like just do the guy in like the jumpsuit i wish they had done like a full because if this was broadway they, right, they would have done yes. a puppeteer they would have done like a, a lion king type of puppeteering where it's obvious or like some sort of like yeah there would have been like four or five puppeteers working a major sort of 
thing to make that yes. happen. I, I did. I, I will agree with you there. I did think like, oh, this would have been like a ridiculous, like it would have looked stupid, but it would have still been like a big, like stage presence. Yeah, it would have been a like, giant marionette. Yeah. <laughs> um, what grade do you give uh, these opening episodes, Adam? Um, I would give them an A. I think this is like really solid. Ooh, okay. Uh, Kim? I'm going to go A minus. It's a little right. in the second episode for a little bit. Stephanie? I am going to give it an A because, again, expectations Shit. in the dirt. Uh, <laughs> and, and, they, and I didn't cut it off. Um, actually, because I started watching on my iPad and I was like, you know what? I'll move to the TV. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. I love that it like pushed you enough to move to the TV. Um. I'm going to give it the lowest grade, I but not a bad grade. I give it a B plus. Um, yeah, because that's fair. A, a little bit, a little bit dragged for me in that second episode. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Kim, Steph, and Adam. I'm so glad to have all three of you here to like start off the series and the coverage. Um, we'll be covering every episode, episode by episode. And uh, if you like Slayer Fest '98, you can find us on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can find us on social at SlayerFestX98. And you can support us on Patreon, which really helps keep the podcast going. I recently bumped up our bonus episodes to be like four to five a month. Um, We're covering Harley Quinn, doing a lot of Watch Club. Kim and I just uh, covered WandaVision with my mother, who is 75 and had big opinions. Uh, And Mm -hmm. the support is much appreciated. If you want to follow me, I am at Carlos on all social media platforms. Kim, where can everyone find you? I'm at Kim and Joe South, no extra ease on Twitter. And Stephanie, where can everyone find you and buy your book? All right. Head over to either TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter at Steph underscore I underscore Will. Hit up whysteph.com um, for links to the things that I'm doing, the, read the things, the things that I've written, and, you know, all that stuff. And Adam? You can find me across all social media platforms at the Adam Seth, and you can buy my uh, young adult novel "Surrender Your Sons" uh, wherever you buy your books. Which, which I will say, Adam, I thought about this today, and I know it's kind of cheating since your book came out in 2020, but it was mm-hmm. "Surrender Your Sons" is hands down my favorite book I read all year. Like hands down, oh my no God. competition. Um, I'm like, I wrote a little blurb about it at work. That like this is my favorite book I read this year. Oh my god, uh, a little shelf talker for me. Oh my god, I, yeah. this, this is great. I love that. No, it, it's really so for uh, for anybody listening. Yeah, Story of Your Sons is a is a young adult thriller about a group of queer teens overthrowing a conversion therapy camp on a mysterious island, and there's a murder mystery involved, and it's a good time had by all. Um, but it gets serious, but then it gets funny. If you don't read it, then I'm going to show up at your house like um, Green Goblin <laughs> did while you say your prayers and throw the book at the back of your head. Ah, <laughs> please. <laughs> On the glider. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.